Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Vayichi and Emir Hashem B'Sha'a Tova U'Mitzvachas to complete Sefer Bereshis. And the parsha begins with what at first glance appears to be a really straightforward pasuk. Vayichi Yaakov Be'eretz Mitzrayim Shva Seishana. Yaakov Avinu lived in Egypt for 17 years. Vayichi Yimei Shnei Chayov Sheva Shonim Ve'arboim Ume'ashana. Yaakov lived 147 years. Okay? Now what's interesting to note is as follows. The Torah says, Vayechi Yaakov, Berenstein, Yaakov lived. The truth is, the notion of Vayechi is usually almost like a retrospective word. When you see Vayechi, someone lived, usually that's a snapshot of the totality of their life. Instead, biblically, when you want to say that someone lived somewhere for a relatively short amount of time, you could write Vayashav or Vayagar. Vayashav Yaakov Be'eret Mitzrayim. Yaakov lived, after all, Yaakov only lived in Egypt for 17 years. Out of a 147-year lifespan, he only lived in Egypt for the last 17 years of his life. So why use a Lashon, why use a wording of Vayichi, which sounds like he lived there for such a long time. Vayichi almost represents like a permanence. Vayashov, he dwelled there. Vayagar, he lived there. Those are wording, those are words that use a bit more almost like temporal nature. So why Vayichi? Why Vayichi? And I heard quoted in the name of an Adam Gadol, a beautiful idea, that Vayichi Yaakov, if you ask Yaakov Avinu, what were the best years of your life? Amazingly enough, he would have answered, 17 years that I lived in Egypt. How could that be the best years of your life? You're in Golos, you're in Diaspora, you're not in Eretz Yisrael. Because Yaakov Avinu in these last 17 years, his family was intact. Yaakov Avinu had lived through so much trauma. He had lived through so much difficulty. He saw the dissension, the fighting, the animosity, the hatred between his sons. He tasted the bitterness of loss, the death of Rachel. He dealt with difficult people like Lavan. In the last 17 years of Yaakov Avinu's life, there was quiet. There was peace. There was shalom. Everyone got along. It's true. They weren't lived out in the land of Israel. They were not lived out in the land of his ancestors. They were lived out in Egypt, which was a depraved and spiritually dark society. But there was shalom. There was shalom. There was peace in the mishpacha. The children were there. The grandchildren were there. Everybody, for the most part, got along. Vayechi Yaakov. Those last 17 years, that was the chiyas. That was the chiyas. That was the pinnacle of Yaakov Avinu's existence. But perhaps Torah Kedosh is coming to teach us something else as well. Because Vayichi doesn't just mean he lived somewhere, you're right. Vayichi means the essence of his life. So it could be like we just said, Vayichi, the essence of his life. Everyone is living together. Everyone's Bishlam. Everything is good. But perhaps Torah Kedosh is teaching us a deeper lesson. Vayichi Yaakov Bi'eretz Mitzrayim. You see, the greatest accomplishment of Yaakov Avinu greatest accomplishment of Yaakov Avinu is that he taught us how to live in Mitzrayim. We often translate Mitzrayim as Egypt, but the truth is Mitzrayim is the same word mina meitzar karasika from the narrow straits. Tsar. Mitzrayim becomes a land of incredible suffering in just a generation from now. Just next week we'll open up Parshashmos. We're going to begin to read of the narrative of barbaric slavery. 
Mitzrayim is the land of tzara. Mitzrayim is the land of difficulty. Mitzrayim is the land of pain. Mitzrayim is the land of oppression. Everybody has their Mitzrayim. Everybody has their narrow straits. Everybody has their difficulties. Everybody has their challenges in life. But so often when we encounter a challenge, what ends up happening is, Rahmanos always say to ourselves, you know what, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't navigate out of this. There is no way for me to fix this. There is no way for me to manage this. And often when people find themselves confined and confounded by their personal Mitzrayim, we give up. We throw in the towel. There's nothing else for me to do, nowhere else for me to go. This is the end of the line. And do you know what Yaakov Avinu taught us? Vayichi Yaakov bi'eretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov Avinu taught us how to live even in Mitzrayim. You think that the first time Yaakov Avinu was in Mitzrayim was when he actually geographically went south and went to the land of Egypt. Yaakov lived his whole life in Mitzrayim. Yaakov's entire existence was an existence of Mitzrayim. From the beginning of his childhood with the animosity of Esau to having to deal with Lavan to then the, the, the abduction and abuse and rape of Dina to the infighting between the brothers to 22 years of Shiva thinking that Yosef was dead, finding out that Yosef is alive, having to leave his homeland, coming down to Mitzrayim. Yaakov Avinu life is one big Mitzrayim. The whole thing is Mitzrayim. The whole thing is Mitzrayim. The whole thing is difficulty. The whole thing is narrow straits. The whole thing is oppression. But yet Yaakov Avinu taught us the most important and incredible life lesson. You could live even in Mitzrayim. And that means a number of things. Number one, you could live through your Mitzrayim. No matter how bad things look in life, Yaakov Avinu reminds us, I can get through it. I can get through it. It doesn't mean I can get through it unscathed. And it doesn't mean I escape without any type of wounds or injuries. And it doesn't mean that I'll get through it and everything's going to go back to normal. Sometimes there are events that happen in life, there are Mitzrayim moments where nothing's ever normal or it's not the same normal. But I'll get through it. I will get through it. And not only will I get through it, ultimately, I'll grow from it. And not only that, but I will find newfound life success even in the aftermath of my Mitzrayim. If you ask Yaakov Avinu, if he ever thought there was going to be a day where he would be surrounded by generations of his Mishpacha, if you ever thought, ask Yaakov Avinu, do you think on your deathbed you're going to have your sons and your grandsons, you're going to be able to speak to them, each individual, would you ever have this? Yaakov Avinu said, no way, no way, no way it's going to ever happen. But it did. But it did. Yaakov Avinu teaches us that we, that we are more resilient than we realize that we are stronger than we could ever imagine. You know, I was talking with, uh, with two of my daughters this week. It was on the night of Asar B'Teves, or by then it was the 11th of Teves. We were breaking the fast together. And for some reason, the topic of the Holocaust came up. Understandably so, in the aftermath of Asar B'Teves, they had some speakers or, or films in school. And one of my daughters said, she said, Tati, there's no way that our generation could ever live through a Holocaust. She says, no way. There's no way that... And I said to Shefla, I said, you know, I don't know if you're right, I don't know if you're wrong. But I will tell you one thing, that my grandparents, Zichronim Livracha, and their generation, if you would have asked them in 1938, 1938, and if you would have told them, described to them the horrors of the Holocaust and the horrors of Auschwitz, 
And we would have asked them, tell me, do you think you could last a day in this? I guarantee you they would have said no. My grandmother, Zichron Levracha, used to always say, you can't understand what a day in Auschwitz is like. You can't understand it. The, 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 the vocabulary, the human wor- words, don't ca- can't capture, you can't describe the indescribable. And I guarantee you, if you would have asked that generation, a year before they underwent the most terrible atrocities that mankind has ever seen, would you be able to survive this? I guarantee you they would have said no. Would you be able to stand out in the cold for a roll call for hours on end? Would you be able to sleep six people to a two-person bunk? Would you be able to, would you be able to survive not having proper clothing, disease, infection? Would you, no food, could you survive that? No one would say yes. Everybody would say no way. But they survived. We dive in for the neshamas of the six million kedoshim who didn't survive. But we're still here today because people survived something that they didn't think was impossible. Was possible. You see, no one thinks they could survive Mitzrayim. But Yaakov Avinu tells us, yes, you can. None of us want challenge or difficulty or adversity. But Yaakov Avinu teaches us that whatever comes our way, whatever your Mitzrayim is, we have the ability somehow to summon up the inner strength to be able to meet the challenge. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be okay. And it doesn't mean everyone lives happily ever after. But Vayichi Yaakov Bi'eretz Mitzrayim. There is life before Mitzrayim. There is life in Mitzrayim. And there is life after Mitzrayim. The last lesson of Sefer Bereshis is that we are stronger than we could ever imagine. We have more koach than we will ever know. And Halavai will never be forced to draw upon the deepest reservoirs of that koach. But should we need to? It's there. What Chizik Yaakov Avinu gives us, that no matter what your Mitzrayim, no matter what your narrow straits, no matter what your difficulties, Vayichi Yaakov. Yaakov has endowed us with the koach. Yaakov has endowed us with the strength. Yaakov has endowed us with the stamina and staying power to not only meet our challenges, to not only get through our challenges, but in Meir Hashem to find success and simcha in the aftermath of those challenges as well. Wishing everyone a good Erev Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.